0: This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsenault. Last year before the Oscars, we did our first ever draft episode. Myself, Rachel, Brody, and Alex all took turns picking movies nominated for Oscars last year. Uh, And we're back for round two. Joining the show once again is Brody Cottenham and Alex Watson. But Rachel is living it up in Vegas right now. Probably once again making bad bets like she did with Elvis being her first round pick last year. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) in her place is the excellent Thomas Stoneham Judge, the owner of For Real, and the co-founder of the Cascadian Film Television Critics Association. Welcome back to the show, Thomas. How are you?
1: I am a little nervous i'm really not sure how this is gonna go uh but i'm i'm excited to see how it plays out so you know oscar season's always always a fun time to make predictions and guesses and this is just a really really fun way of going about it
0: let's just say they're not large shoes you need to fill
2: <laughs> Ooh, it hurts man
1: oh boy. i i didn't i didn't see how, how rachel did last year but uh Uh, Elvis, the John pick is tough, but I mean, I'm also, I'm also really, I'm actually really bad at like fantasy football. So when it's like, Draft picking, uh, I I have so much terrible experience there that, like, this Mm -hmm. can't be any worse. Like, I actually kind of know this. So,
0: well, I'll, I'll give a brief recap. Last year, Brody did end up winning at nine points. We're gonna get to that in a moment. Alex got five points, I got four, and Rachel got two. Last year, we also didn't include the shorts, so there was only 20 categories. Uh, but yeah, Rachel not not good not not at all uh, but yeah it's okay. welcome it's okay, uh,
1: rachel we, we still love you <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's probably not even going to watch this out of protest. (laughs) That's fair. I can Um, We'll just sing
2: some Elvis songs in the middle of it to make her happy. There you go.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, guys, Alex, Brody, welcome back as well. Alex, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good, guys. Thank you so much for having me on again. And, of course, I'm happy because this year I didn't screw up my introduction like last time. So, there we go. (laughs) And, Brody, how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing well. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Uh, So it's pretty simple. There are 53 Oscar nominated movies this year. We will each be picking five movies, and whoever has the most Oscar wins wins. Uh, So now we're going to figure out who picks first in a moment, but uh, it will be a snake draft, which means it will go one, two, three, four four, three, two, one, and then back and forth like that. Uh, all movies are eligible, as I said, including shorts. So we now have three extra points this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see if someone maybe takes a, a stab in a dark at picking a short because it really are, those three are the hardest categories to predict. Uh, but, uh, but first off, Brody, you won last year. Do you have uh, any sort of a strategy that you're approaching this year?
3: Well, I mean... If it was just like last year, you hope it falls into your lap. But uh, honestly, I, I do like the way we're doing it this year with the shorts because I think it just adds a bit more, to your point, it adds more movies to pick because, I mean, by the end of you know our picks last year, you know we're picking the fourth, fifth rank, whatever, you know, weighing in a prayer on a category. So this year, I, I like that it's going to be, I think there's just going to be more division amongst the movies too. Like I don't mm-hmm. see anything cleaning up the way that everything everywhere did all last year. So I'm really excited to see kind of the strategy more this year, because I think it's going to be a lot more divided, like this one will win one, this one might win one. So it, it really comes down to, you know, who performs well that night. Mm-hmm. And also is Thomas, where, are we still doing the same stakes as last year?
0: Well, last year, yeah, the winner uh, made the loser watch a movie of their choice. Uh, we did not talk about this beforehand, so we'll have a, an on-air production meeting. Uh, Thomas, uh, do those stakes sound good? You would have to come back if you lost and give a, a mini review about uh, the movie of cho- uh, that was chosen.
1: You know what's really funny is that actually almost kind of makes me want to lose. <laughs> so- <laughs> uh, no, I'm down uh-huh. for that. That sounds great.
0: Great. Some like gambling to uh, to add to the stakes. Uh, nothing serious. Uh, Alex, are you feeling confident about uh, about today?
2: I think this year I'm going to be a little bit more strategic because last year I kind of went with the movies that had the most nominations. Like It's kind of really hard to look back and think that Tar, like that Tar, The Fablemans, banshees of Inishirin, elvis but they all had multiple nominations and none of them came away with anything that was so i'm Mm going to be a bit more strategic and maybe pick a few more like ones that are more of a certainty in their categories rather than just saying hey this is loads of nominations go for that one so yeah Mm -hmm. i think being more specific is the key this year
3: i think this year there's going to be a lot more of that like this is only going to win one but you got to get your point Mm
0: mm-hmm now thomas i'm curious you are filling in for rachel this year so this is all brand new to you i sent you this request this crazy request and uh and i sort of feel like that you're just going to wing it a little bit are you coming in with any sort of strategy or or how is this going to work for you
1: oh i'm totally winging it um you, it's so hard sometimes to predict what uh, can happen at the oscars um and, and a lot of it, and, and this is what I learned from football drafting is that a lot of it is just luck. It's really just like you, you, it falls into your lap. So um, I have my ideas on what I think will win big. I don't th- I, I don't think that I mean, eh, we shouldn't talk about that yet. But. But I have a very similar strategy where it's like look at look at the films that are kind of locks for their category and and really have a, a good idea of which films those are. Um, to, you know, at least get something on the board.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so the way we're going to do this is uh, we all have a a deck of cards. This is a video podcast, so if you're just listening to this, this is not going to be very exciting radio. Uh, But we've got decks of cards, or in the case of two people, a random card generator. Brody and I are going to shuffle on screen. You can can see us shuffling our cards right now. Uh, Alex... And uh, and Thomas, you're about to hit a random shuffle, and we're gonna figure out who goes first. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Ah, <laughs> oh, two. Jeez. Okay. And what? Okay, Alex, you got an eight. Thomas, what's that that you have? I can't see. Ace. That. Oh. Okay. That so Thomas is... goes first. Yeah. Wait, I should have thought my strategy better. And <laughs> uh, then Brody, you had a two as well. I had a two. Okay, look at this. The two people with actual physical cards got the two lowest. So, Brody, you and I are going to reshuffle and go again. Uh, Funny how that works out that uh, you guys magically got higher numbers than us. All right, ready? In three, two, one. You got it. Okay, so I'm third, and then, Brody, you are fourth. If only I was a power hitter. (laughs) <laughs> all right um so the way it's gonna work is uh we're gonna go around uh, the table here thomas alex myself then brody and then vice versa uh and you'll get about 30 to 60 seconds to justify or not justify your pick however you wish to uh to do so does that sound good to everyone we're ready to go That's yep perfect. let's do it I'm all right good. thomas stoneham judge with the first <laughs> overall pick you are now on the clock
1: This is a lot of pressure guys. Um, this wasn't a movie that I was going to originally pick because I was not expecting to be first, but I kind of have to do it. Um, I'm sorry, everyone I'm, I'm taking Oppenheimer.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think every one of us would have gone with Oppenheimer.
1: Yeah, It's it's a great first round pick. It has so many nominations. It cleaned up at the BAFTAs. You know, it, I, it would be dumb not to take, uh, up, even if it doesn't win a whole lot, because like you're mentioning last year, sometimes the movie that gets a whole lot of nominations only gets like one win. So that's entirely possible here, but also Christopher Nolan is kind of due for some shine. And so like, maybe, maybe this is the opportunity for that. Maybe it will, I don't think it's going to clean up. I don't think it'll do everything everywhere all at once, but maybe we'll get a couple, couple points on the board with this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrific pick.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, I, I I firmly agree with that one, yeah. Nolan is due. I'm actually glad he's winning for this one as opposed to winning for Interstellar or Inception because I feel this really was his masterpiece, I think I feel, so far.
3: It's his most Oscar movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Alex, then you are now on the clock. What is uh, going to be your pick? My nomination is probably going to be the strangest of all the movies we've seen here, but Poor Things will be my choice with the second pick because I feel that at this point in time, I feel Emma Stone is... is pretty much a lock for the best actress. I mean, we'll see what happens with the SAG Awards tonight, but she's won the Golden Globe. She's won the BAFTA. And I feel that at this point, I really want it to be Lily Gladstone, but Emma Stone is also just as great as well. I also feel it's going to win a lot of the design awards. Like I feel it's going to win the costume design, the best hair and makeup, the production design. So I think it's got a good chance of at least three or four.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a strong one that does have the second most nominations with 11 overall. So once again, you do have the volume there playing in your favor because you have more opportunities to win the better your odds can possibly be. Yeah, so man, it, won't,
2: it won't trouble Oppenheimer in the big categories, I feel, but apart, apart from Best Actress. But yeah, I think a lot of the you know, kind of the more technical design Oscars it, it hopefully will do quite well in. Mm
0: hmm. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So that means I am up. And, oh, I feel like third is the hardest one to go because I've got like uh, two or three that I'm leaning towards. Uh, I've got it all written down here. You can just say it. Elvis
2: if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guarantee zero. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Barbie. Uh, and I'm not super confident about this pick here, uh, but it does have eight nominations. And I think that it's gonna be a bit of a contender in some of the technical categories, whether that's uh, that's costume, production design, songs. Song's a lot, man. I feel like it's a lot yeah, so yeah, there. So yeah. I'm I'm looking at maybe two to three wins here, maybe a couple more if it overperforms, but I think it's a it's a good it's a good pick for getting multiple wins potentially.
3: No, I All think right. I mean, the top two songs are both. Yeah. If you're betting, you're both part side. So I get You're getting one, at
0: least. Exactly, exactly. All right, speaking of that, Brody, you are now up. So uh, what is going to be the number four? You actually get back-to-back picks, so uh, so take it at your own leisure.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with The Holdovers, because I think you're guaranteed at least one, or hopefully a couple. Um, I, I, I like Sillian Murphy. I'm rooting for Paul Giamatti.
2: Um,
3: and I, I just really enjoyed the movie, so I'll go with that for my number
2: four it's really interesting uh, how at the beginning of this oscar season everyone was just talking about the best actor race everyone was saying oh it's going to be murphy versus bradley cooper for the best actor now giamatti's come out of nowhere they're like yeah forget cooper we want this guy (laughs) so i actually love that to be honest because he's due for some he's due for this kind of stuff
3: yeah and the sag awards are on like as we're doing this and that's like the indicator yes basically so
0: yeah, it's going to be real interesting. We are recording this right as the Psych Awards are happening. They've basically just been doing the the TV stuff. They haven't really gotten to the the movie stuff yet last I checked. Um,
3: yeah, I haven't seen anything.
0: So it's going to be real interesting that this episode might be completely out of date for the acting uh, predictions as of by the time it comes out in a couple of days. That's fine. All right. Uh, it's your turn again, Brody. What, uh, what do you got for your second round pick?
3: Um, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to use Alex's strategy here. I'm gonna go zone of interest because I think that's a lock international. So I gotta get points where you can. I know Dakota was very thrilled by the look on his face. Ah. (laughs) Absolutely,
1: absolutely a lock for um for
3: um. international, International, yeah. Yeah. And that's I haven't seen the one France did nominate, but I did watch Anatomy of a Fall, and I'm like, man, that like they should have nominated that. That was a brilliant movie. So. I Don't think we so started on
1: France and the nominations there. <laughs> Have a whole rant. Have a whole rant. Uh, Anyone who knows. If you know, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really solid pick. As uh, as you notice right away, I am a little disappointed that I didn't get a chance to see well, it. Up with next. <laughs> yeah, with, with the next pick. Uh, because obviously, along with international, I also think it's a really strong dark horse for sound. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Maybe go with that as far as, uh, hey, this is a really unique and interesting opportunity to award Zone of Interest as opposed to just Oppenheimer or one of the other nominees. So uh, it's a sneaky pick for sure. Yeah.
3: Well, I know you guys were talking about that on the pod because that's one of, I've only, there's only a couple best picture noms that I haven't seen. And that's one. And I know you guys said, you know, it could be sneaky contender for sound.
0: Yeah, Uh, okay. Uh, Now, once again, I got another toss-up here between two that I'm trying to go for for my pick. Uh, Do I go... uh, You know what? uh, I got to get a volume pick in, and that's going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. While it looks like Emma Stone is trending to win Actress, maybe Lily Gladstone gets the momentum back and wins it. And the fact that it's got 10 nominations speaks volumes to the fact that it does got the volume aspect to it. I don't think it's going to be a contender for things like picture or director, but maybe uh, out of nowhere screenplay or production design win sort of comes out from this. I don't really know. It's got a very uh, low floor but high ceiling. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I
3: in any like of the movies where they had to build cities or like Barbie where they built the whole thing, like any of those could do production design.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, it's your turn now. I'm going to go, my second pick, I'm going to go Anatomy of a Fall, because I feel this has got a good chance of winning the original screenplay, because it's won the BAFTA, won the Golden Globe, but it's, I don't think it's, I mean, I'm, I'm still baffled how they didn't nominate this in the Best International Film, considering, I mean, it, it won the Palme d'Or this year, for goodness sake. But yes, I feel it's good. De- I mean, I mean, I think Ju- Justine Trier is definitely going to win, I feel, the best original screenplay. I think that's probably its best chance of, of winning an Oscar this year. But I mean, best picture, best director, those are tough categories to come away with something in, particularly for this sort of movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, I feel like I feel like it probably didn't get best international film because of the conflict of interest with another uh, potential contender. And I think votes are probably split between the two. Uh, that I mean, that mm-hmm. only makes any yeah. sense. So, but uh, but I, I'm, you got the you got there before I did. So, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just glad they're bringing the dog around everywhere.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, Thomas, uh, you get to pick. It is now your turn. You're actually going to get back to back picks. So, oh, uh, what's shoot. your first one? I didn't plan for this.
1: Uh, okay, <laughs> good good point. Um, my first one is going to be a passion pick. Because I really, I really want it to win Best Picture. I don't, I don't think it will, but I really want it to win Best Picture. And uh, that's past lives. Um, anyone who knows me yeah. knows I've been, I've been barking about this film for literally the last 13 months. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a great film, and I really hope that it, it gets something. I hope it doesn't get the, uh, the flea treatment, because that was another Sundance film that's got a few nominations and then was just entirely shut out. So I, I, I hope that's not the case mm-hmm. here. I, I would like to see it win something um so okay past lives and then i think for my next pick i'm gonna go you know what let's 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 nab spider-verse that sounds fun oh that
0: was i feel like because you got Oppenheimer first you've now had the ability to make two interesting picks here in a row because you can play it a little more dangerously past lives as you said probably isn't winning best picture but it's probably going to be competitive for uh for original screenplay and then spider-verse it seems to be a a two-horse race up at the top of animated features so if it ends up winning that's a solid one for one win for for Mm spider-verse there
1: yeah yeah yeah. that's that's the breakdown so yeah I'll, I'll I'll hit my bets on that (laughs)
2: all right alex It's time for your turn now uh my next pick i'm gonna go with american fiction because i feel this is probably a good one for the adapted screenplay i mean it's really so far it's been getting a lot of buzz for it's it's like adapted screenplay i mean i loved seeing jeffrey wright finally getting his oscar nomination and sterling k brown was a real i think fan favorite too in, in the supporting category but i mean unfortunately it's just an absolutely stacked year in each category so unfortunately those two performances won't get the results they deserve but i think certainly the adapted screenplay is probably it's it's best shot
3: i think it's the betting favorite right now actually when i looked earlier
2: oh really oh wow yeah. there you go well let's hope it works out
3: <laughs> yeah, no, i i thought um i forget what it was oh um oppenheimer i thought was the uh favorite but no actually anatomy a fall right now on some of the betting sites it's uh or not Anatomy
2: not that american fiction interesting okay
0: it's so interesting because I would have said a few months ago that both screenplay categories were probably locked up completely, yeah. and now it seems to be such an interesting race where both of them are so competitive. Where I, it's, I feel like it's too early to call either way.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to feel confident about this pick until it's read out. So there you go.
0: All right, it is now my turn uh, with my third overall pick. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, with another volume pick, and that's going to be Maestro. And I think its safest bet is probably Best Hair and Makeup. Uh, I don't know what else it's going to pick up outside of that, if anything. But uh, this looks like it's going to be a solid one-win film. Uh, fingers crossed, obviously. But uh, but yeah, that's my thinking there.
1: I was wondering who would take the last Best Picture nominee. Um, Maestro, <laughs> I <laughs> I feel like Maestro, I think you're right. Bet hair and makeup, that's such a... I, I hate. I don't want to dog on on hair and makeup department. It's a very important department, but I think when it comes to the Oscars, it's it's such a honorary award. It's like we need to give this to a film that we want to win an Oscar but don't actually want to give an Oscar. Um, and so I could see I could see Maestro kind of being the Academy Award-winning film because of hair and makeup.
0: I I would say that I think both best. Uh, visual effects and best sound. The two categories, in the last five or so years, have started really improving the quality of films that they have been nominating and making outside the box picks and, and doing some really unique stuff. And I feel like Hair and Makeup is sort of due for that sort of overhaul of them picking better quality movies, maybe more subtle movies, things that are more innovative uh, rather than, you know. Frankly, some not so great picks, uh, like as far as actual movies. I'm talking about something like Golda this year being nominated, which was a really not good film. <laughs> I haven't seen it, <laughs> it's really
2: bad. Oh, yeah. I saw advertising Amazon Prime, and I was just like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's your time.
0: Uh, all right, Brody, you've got back to back picks again. Uh, so what do you got?
3: Um, I'm going to go with 28 days in Maripol. Cause that's one of the biggest favorites I know right now for doc I, docs I'm behind on, but I know that one is supposed to be quite good. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And then I'm going to make Dakota very angry again. Cause I'm going to go with his boy, Wes Anderson.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> ooh. So I got to go with uh, William sugar. Cause I watched it the other day. It was really good. Um, and I, I do think that's going to win for best live action. Just the production was awesome. The cast is great. Um, I just, I see that winning both of those winning. So sorry, Dakota, but I will be cheering for Wes Anderson. So that's a plus.
0: Hey, I will take the victories where I can get them. Exactly. Um, yeah. Th- I think those are, those are pretty strong picks. They, they both are, are sort of the front runners for their categories. Obviously I, I think, the documentary and the shorts are some of the hardest ones to predict because you can be like, this looks like the front runner and then it doesn't, some, some random film ends up winning uh, that you've never heard of and will never be spoken about again, sort of thing. But I think you pick two strong favorites and, and could net you two points there. So I, I think those are two strong picks. Yeah.
3: Cause that's There's not much left in terms of volume picks. So,
0: that's the thing, yeah. I, I now have the choice between uh, a couple of uh, multi-nominated films, but uh, we're, we're getting to uh, near the end here. Um, speaking of which, I think I'm going to go with The Creator because I think it's going to win Best Visual Effects. It's got two nominations, Visual Effects and Sound. I don't think it's going to win Sound, but I think it's a pretty strong front-runner for Visual Effects. Yeah. It was a stunning film. Quick
1: quick plug for dune 2 let's go ahead and get that buzzword in there for seo purposes it's absolutely going to win sound next year so can i go ahead and lock my (laughs) lock my vote in next year for dune 2 for sound and like all the technicals
0: (laughs) fair enough um all right alex is now your turn what are you going to pick with your fourth pick
2: i'm going to go with boy and the heron for, this, for my next pick, because I feel I know Thomas is all over Spider-Verse, I from what I've been seeing, I feel that one is one of the the, the, the very strong contenders for that category, I mean, if you'd asked me in the summertime, I would have said, yeah Spider-Verse is going to absolutely walk this but as the months have gone along this one's just gotten more and more buzz and it's been really racking up some of the wins like recently as well, so I feel this could be a, a really good contender for the um for the best, best animated feature
3: I think it's a coin flip between
2: those two yeah I, i'm gonna agree because spider-verse as, as well was just really it's incredible the way that they really changed the game in terms of what animated features can achieve at the same point it's studio ghibli for boy and the heron and that's really enough a really a, an oscar favorite so like you said coin flip
0: yeah uh all right so now is thomas back to you and you've got uh two picks in a row including your fourth and your final fifth
1: all right, the pressure. Um, jeez, ah, I. Okay, well, I know, I know for sure one, one the the one that I'm gonna do for my next pick is gonna be Nine I Wai Pao, the short film by uh, wow. Sean Wang. Oh yeah, no, that dude is cleaning up uh he just debuted so this won the audience award and the jury award at south by southwest it was picked up by disney and then sean wang just debuted his feature film at sundance uh dd uh which also won uh awards at sundance he he's just he's cleaning up and i don't i don't see why that would not put him as the front runner for uh for best short especially with disney money it's picked up by disney yeah this is winning mm-hmm. uh short film uh short uh short feet, uh Uh, live-action film. So I'm going to pick that. I feel very confident in that one. The next one I do not feel confident in. Uh... (laughs) I... I think I'm just going to lean really heavily on the the volume pick that I started with. And for my next one... No, it's not going to win anything. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Um... This is tough, guys. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go with Nyad.
2: Not it's, whoa. It's okay. not a good pick. Ooh, I know. That's gutsy.
1: It's not a All good right. pick. I I love. So here's the thing, right? Like, what the reason I'm terrible at drafts is because I have passion picks, and I really, really did like Annette Annette Benning and Jody Foster. And so you know, what? This is a vote for them. Okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> put that out there, and like if I lose this this, uh, this draft, then at least they know that I love them and that they did a great job in this film.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I, I really appreciate you willing to tank your last pick. I, I super appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and then I'll just say about uh, your pick, 99YPO, minor correction, was best documentary short, not live action. Um, oh, I'm sorry, you're right, but, documentary. Uh,
1: sorry, I didn't have it yes. logged here and I, I took a, a quick guess, but this yes, thank you for correcting that.
0: And then I'm also going to plug something here. Paulo Bautista recently did a review of DD uh, that he saw and, and gave it a very glowing review and, uh, and thinks it might be an Oscar contender for, for next year's award. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes because it's a great review if you're interested in one, might be the, the big breakout Sundance hit of this year. Uh, all right, Alex, you were up with your final pick. So what is uh, going to be your last pick here?
2: Oh, it's such a tough one because like we've gone through so many of the, the picks already. Um... I'm gonna go with a bit of a, a bit of a risky one here. I'm gonna go with just because it's got a couple of nominations. I don't. I'm not. I'm not confident it's going to win either of them, but I'm gonna go with Napoleon.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because it's got nominations, we've got it's got two nominations: production design and hair and makeup. I'm just going with it one because it's got at least a couple of nominations. I mean, let's be honest, it's it's not one of Ridley Scott's like best loved films because the historical accuracy of it left a lot to be desired. And I think, aside from Vanessa Kirby, it didn't get much love apart from that. But it's got two nominations that, and I don't know. I mean, the Oscars tends to love these kind of period picks, so we'll see how we go. Uh, it actually has three nominations. Three nominations. Oh, like three? Yeah, this,
1: oh wow! Mm-hmm. This this was the other one that I was that I was con- uh, contemplating, but I didn't think it, either of them had a chance, and so <laughs> that I'm I'm happy that you that you picked it up.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: Uh, And then I am going to also get in on the short game, but uh, with my last pick, I'm going to go with the ABCs of book banning, uh, which uh, is a very powerful short film uh, about how more than ever books in the United States are being uh, banned or restricted uh, from children or in public libraries. And so this short documentary kind of uh, shows different books in you know, has people reading portions of them and realizing why this might scare certain sections of conservative America, Uh, even though it's quite innocuous, things like uh, children being proud of themselves because uh, they are a a person of color or, you know, uh, women having independence or things like that. Whatever silly thing that you think is completely inoffensive, these types of books are being banned in mass in the United States. Uh, So I'm going with the ABCs of book banning. Banning. that's uh that's my last pick.
1: Dakota you have you have just made this like the most interesting category for me. <laughs> yeah because yeah. Well, yeah,
3: I was looking it up <laughs> earlier and those it was ABC's and book banning another one those are the two favorites and I was going to mm-hmm. pick ABC's book banning if you didn't because mm-hmm. I know it's one of the favorites. So. All
0: right uh Brody you've got the last pick overall so please finish us out.
3: Well Do I pick with my heart or do I pick a favorite? That's the question, because I know you guys picked the creator. Godzilla minus one was one of my favorite movies, and I know it's nominated for effects, but I'm gonna have to probably go with uh, Letter to a Pig. It's another of the shorts, and I know it's a every favorite, so we gotta go with the favorites. Shout out to Godzilla minus one though, because I loved it.
1: Yeah, that was probably. Yeah, that's a, yeah,
0: a good that's one. a strong last pick. I don't know where animated short is going. I, I have no idea. I've watched them all, and I can't figure out which one is is going to be the front runner because you can look at them and be like, oh, which one's more political? Which one makes you cry? Which one is has the big money backing? And and none of them really have something that sort of stands out. So I'm I really have no idea how to predict that category. So uh, I think that's a really good shot in the dark there. Did
3: you finish your death race then?
0: No, I am now currently up to uh, forty-eight out of fifty-three. I've got five movies remaining. Oh,
3: but good for you, man. That's—I think <laughs> I'm somewhere in the twenties. So good for you. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right. So that is, uh, that is our drafts. Uh, I, I don't know. Did, uh, did all of you write down your, your notes? I'd love for you to read off your picks and, uh, and sort of give a little bit of a recap of how you feel after this. Uh, Thomas, you're first. Do you have your picks there? <laughs>
1: I, I think I'm going to suffer in this from the same thing that I suffer in football. Uh, draft picking is just kind of going with what I know uh, personally and like voting with my heart. Uh, so I Oppenheimer, you know, that's a volume pick, past lives, passion pick, uh Spider-Verse, also a passion pick. Uh, I I do have a lot of faith in it for uh animated film, but also Boy and the Heron is is a really good choice, too. Um so we'll see about that. Uh NIAID, I have very, very little confidence in that was entirely like 110% passion pick. Um, and I do have a lot of confidence in, in uh Nine and like WiPal um for for a documentary short short film uh i i just i think it maybe it is early in his career to give him an oscar but he's won so many other awards i think he's doing the circuit unintentionally very
0: well Mm -hmm. all right Uh, alex you were second so what was uh your team and, and how do you feel about it
2: um overall i mean actually i'm actually kind of i'm a super nerd when it comes to thing i actually write out my actually write out of a draft as i'm going yeah i'm literally like a <laughs> yeah so like literally i mean obviously oppenheimer would have been the one i would love as the first pick but i think poor getting poor things as a second pick is also a good one so hopefully it's going to get at least a couple aside from that i ended up getting a lot of the picks i actually hope to get like Amer- an Anime of the fall american american fiction boy in the heron was like pretty high on my list so i'm glad i got that one as well napoleon was a bit of an improvisation because honestly i was just kind of towards the end of thinking uh yeah i'm out of picks right now i have got to pick something so i just looked at uh which one had also a big nominate a, a big nomination so yeah that was kind of a uh, me improvising little at the end there so hopefully i'll come away with some points but well nothing is guaranteed until the names are read out
3: mm-hmm
1: yeah, the thing I wanted to say really sorry, really quick. The thing I wanted to say about uh poor things that I, I meant to say when you were talking about it when you picked it, is that uh um uh Yurgos lanthimos was, was at the Oscars last time for the favorite, which had a ton of Oscar nominations back then. I think it had like eleven nominations and and it was one of those years where it had a ton of nominations and only got like one or something like that. So Yeah, the is, Coleman, yeah. It's, yeah, there can happen again. There is an, there isn't well. There is an argument, I guess, to say that maybe this is where the, the academy recognizes the fact that that he's multiple years getting a lot of nominations. So that that was. I'm just supporting your pick, and maybe also oh, loathing you. my loathing my selection <laughs> a little bit more.
0: <laughs> if uh, if Lanthimos' film goes home almost empty-handed, I think very easily the next time he has a movie, he is going to have the sort of overdue narrative behind him uh, that well, yeah. might propel him.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, so my team is Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, The Creator, and ABC's of Book Banning. Uh, I I have no idea how I'm going to do. I feel like I've got uh, a bit of a, a middle of the pack team where I gotta hope for for several things to really go my way to to go well. So I'm not super happy about my picks, but I feel like uh, each at least four of my picks are going to get me one win each. So I, I feel a little bit confident about that in that regard. So uh, so hopefully that, that helps me. Uh, all right, Brody, and you were last. So uh, what is your team and how do you feel about it?
3: Um, similar vibe to yourself. I got The Holdovers, Zone of Interest, uh, Secret Life of William Sugar, 28 Days in Maripool, and Letter to a Pig. Uh, I'm fairly confident that I've picked the favorite in a lot of categories. Now it's basically just going to come down to how The Holdovers does because if the holdovers gets two or three, I should do okay. Um, if it doesn't get, if it maybe just ends up with one, I'm not getting a whole lot, I don't think, but we'll see. Cause that's the, I don't, I don't have volume picks cause most of them went before <laughs> I can get to. So, Yeah. I'm confident in the Films it's just, it's more that they're only going to win maybe one or two each. Is it, is it called the, the wonderful story of
1: William Sugar or Henry Sugar?
2: Wonderful story of Henry Sugar.
1: It's actually,
2: okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's actually. I'm actually. It's actually yeah. interesting that one because I remember reading the book of that as as a child. It's actually one of my one of the Royal novels that I, I I really liked. But the only thing is though, I kind of wish that Wes Anderson had actually covered the story The Hitchhiker because that was kind of my favorite ever, like, Roald Dahl story. And it's great that he did, like, you know, the, like, like the Swan and the, the wonderful sort of Henry Sugar and all the other, and the Rat Catcher. But the Hitchhiker would have really been a great, like, Wes Anderson short, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think overall, we, I think we all have some very interesting teams here. It can go in any direction. I will say this. I think, Thomas, you have the strongest team. And I think that's specifically because you have Oppenheimer. Right. I'm not as high on your other picks, I can see where you can get some points but the fact that you have oppenheimer i think is really going to help you in terms of getting a lot of uh big points early on and and late in the game as well but i would not discount brody i think you've got some some sneaky really good picks here where i I look at you know three four five six six to seven points is is what i'm looking at for you personally is how i was budgeting it um so i I think the two of you are going to be real competitive
1: I, I don't know. I think, I think I'm think i going to go to Vegas and bet on Alex. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: all right. We can
1: get Rachel to place your bat
3: while she's there.
0: What about either of you? Do either of you see uh, someone that looks like uh, maybe the favorite?
3: I, If Oppenheimer performs well, then yeah.
2: Uh, i personally i I personally I, it's, I don't think it's going to be an oppenheimer whitewash but i think certainly like um because the only because the i mean i know it's going to win the best picture the best director i'm still not 100 percent convinced on best actor because i mean i i get the feeling that giamatti could it's a similar thing to last year like i was i felt it was going to be like butler but then when fraser won, i was like yeah i i completely agree that's I'm, I'm not surprised but yeah other than that i think it's going to be a good mixture of winners this year well and
3: robert downey jr too
2: yeah yeah he just won tonight as well so it's
1: so yeah it's very interesting how momentum works with with this because i remember last year so clearly i i saw the whale at tiff and from tiff until like the end of december brendan Fraser was the favorite and then and then uh austin butler just like had this this resurgence of like of interest and uh and somehow brendan Fraser made it uh you know was able to pull pull through so yeah it's very interesting how momentum works and uh I, I think that for just
3: me started
1: a campaign. Rachel started a campaign. So. <laughs> started a campaign. <laughs> I think for me, the very the beginning of the like the first half of the Oscars is gonna be very uninteresting for me. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm gonna tune in for I, the think, I think the first
2: half of the Oscars last year, everyone was just waiting for Natu Natu to play because everyone was like, We just wanna see the dance, yes. hurry up
1: <laughs> And I yes, wish that yeah. they put more money into it. Ah, oh, it could have been so good. Yeah, I
2: know.
0: Um, all right, so I think that wraps up this, this episode here. I, I want to thank all three of you for, for coming on. It's been a, a real pleasure as always. I love doing these fun things. And, and Thomas, I'm so glad you got to, to come on board and, and do this with us. I'll start with you, Thomas. Uh, where can people find you? Is there anything uh, you wish to promote here today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can find my content at thisisforreal.com, forreal, F-O-R-E-E-L.com. Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of uh, a new series of Real Buzz videos where I pair uh, movie reviews with whiskey. And my next one uh comes out on february 28th the wednesday before the release of dune 2 guess what it's about dune 2. i am actually really excited to talk about it you had a little bit a little bit of a preview of my my feelings on that film but uh to to watch that uh that video review um you can go to our youtube channel um and uh and connect with us on social media uh at this is for real uh, on twitter and instagram
0: Fantastic. I will make sure to link to all of that stuff in the show notes. Alex, what about you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Flowering snows. I'm on um, uh, Instagram at al underscore Watson1. You can find my letterbox at at aw4filmswalk.
0: Excellent. And Brody, what about you?
3: Yeah, just my name,
2: Brody Condon. on most social
3: media stuff. Uh, as always, I'm doing a bunch of screenwriting. Uh, got some things I can't talk about. We'll see if they pan out and uh, if they do, I'll let you guys know.
0: Fantastic. I cannot wait uh, for that. Uh, this has been a That Shelf podcast. Visit thatshelf.com for more great, f- great film discourse. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at ContraZoomPod. Uh, who do you think had the best draft? Send an email to ContraZoomPod at gmail.com. Thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme music and to Stephanie Pryor for the logo design. If you like to listen to the podcast, we do post all episodes on YouTube as well. And if you really like the show, consider to make us on coffee. Thanks for checking us out. Mm-hmm.